0: Shaws, you stole
1: that. (laughs) I did steal it, I don't
0: know. (laughs) You stole that off our next very special guest. We're going to go back to the year 2000 now. And in front of 96,249 people, the Bombers...
1: Smashed
0: you. Well, they they got over the line against their opponents that day, um, which was... Uh, which was fantastic for them, and the opposition team was a bit disappointed by their display and everything. They were hoping for a much better performance, but uh, to talk to us all about it is a former Hawk and Bomber, at 151 games. What a champion this guy was! Kicked four goals on this day. Had a good day, and that's Paul Barnard. G'day, Paul. Afternoon, gents. How uh-huh. are you, sir? Are you uh, are you well? As we find you on this Wednesday,
2: I was complaining, no one's listening, gents. So. Uh, <laughs> have a hump day gone down, so happy to be on your show, to
0: be honest. Fantastic. Uh, tell us tell us about Greenfield today, mate. As a Melbourne supporter, I was, uh, yeah, no, wasn't happy, but uh, your day, and how good was it?
2: Oh, look, it was a, it was a pinnacle of, you know, my career, and uh, something coming from Bunbury in Western Australia, um, you know, it was a long journey away from where I'd started, so... It was pretty uh, fulfilling and, and very, very uh, satisfying, I'm sure you, um, to climb the top of the mountain and be part of a team that arguably go down as one of the greatest in history. So, um, pretty fortunate in that regard, gents.
0: How, how, how tough was it, was it to stay in that side? I mean, I can imagine there'd be so many, so much pressure from the group uh, below and um, the extra, you know, the other ten or you know, fifteen players in the list.
2: Uh, I actually got dropped in the Bulldogs game. I think it was around 2021 20, that they lost. I got sent, banished to Frankston. I Ooh. didn't know what it was, to be honest. <laughs> 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 and some bloke on the hill had drank VB cans for all day. It just wouldn't let, things just laid into me as much <laughs> as he could. Um, so for me, it was, you know, we won. Terry Danner was the coach then, so. Um, but it was a, there was a lot of pressure on a lot of pressure on the boys probably not the top twelve but the next 12, 10 or so it was um it was pretty pretty tough and I suppose that's what makes great teams that you know everyone's fighting for their spot there's selection pressure on and um, I suppose that's that's probably the best uh, position you want to be in as a club and as a team that um, you know you've got probably 30, 32 blokes to pick from and um, any one of them can step into the breach and, and perform their duties accordingly.
1: Paul, it was here. Um, just on your position, you, like you played in many positions, but where where was sort of you? Did you feel that you should be, and where was your best footy played?
2: Oh, that year was it was pretty pretty fortunate that I could, being my height and weight, I could play anywhere. I actually mm. played in the ruck. I oh. played down back, forward, on a wing. Um, I'd really gone to a level where they. You know, if someone went down or things weren't working, the Jesus big mantra was the players had to play in multiple positions to be able to um, help the team. And, and for me as a utility, it was sort of, there was no real one-set position. I mean, I went dead, went to Estonia as a backman, uh, progressed onto a wing and then went forward in the later years of my career. So, um, yeah, there's no real set position for me, um, but one that sort of, and added strings to my bow as well, from a from a from a selection point of view, um, and matched up pretty well on a lot of the, the, the guys around the competition. So it was good for me in that regard.
1: And just quickly back to that game at Frankston and the bloke on the hill. Did he know that you could go? Rumour was you you could handle yourself.
2: Uh, he, <laughs> he, he was changing gears. I reckon he had twenty cans that day. and <laughs> <laughs> he was, but he came up with one of the some of the best one liners, which being a G-rated show. I'm not allowed to say, but <laughs> you can. He was, he was in horrific form and did not let up on me. And I think he was a Melbourne supporter. Was that you, mate? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, not, I'm
0: not that clever. I'll be, no.
1: I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, very good. What about what about Sheets? Uh, what about um, it was your relationship with him? Um, unique character.
2: I loved him. I still do. He's, he's, a, he's a great man. She's he's got his he, he, the way he goes about a little bit differently sometimes, but he's, he's a super positive person. And particularly when he was coaching, when coaching young men and young you know alpha males who are trying to make their way in the world, he was certainly good at managing not only the expectations but also the limitations of players. So he was. He was good in that regard. He always stuck up for us, um, you know, particularly when we probably didn't deserve it at times. Um, But he was always super, super good to me. And um, for mine, I remember him, you know, when I crossed from Hawthorne to to Essendon, there's a fair bit of pressure on in the trade that I was part of. Um, And he just said, mate, I've got your back. You just give me everything you've got and get fit and strong and and healthy and and listen and learn. You're going to be playing with some really good players, and you know, McCurry and Hurd and Fletcher and Lloyd. You're going to be, you know, surrounded by guys who are, um, you know, going to develop you uh, uh, both uh, in positionally but also off the field as well. So for mine, he was, you know, he's a man's man, uh, Sheets, and, um, yeah, still loving to death to this day.
1: Oh, awesome. And Grant, that grand final, we just actually just spoke with Maxwell Nick Maxwell and he said that it was a nice feeling in the last quarter when he when he knew he had it. Um, when did you sort of feel you knew you had it and, and was that sort of the best part of the game, being able to sort of share a little bit of a, a wink and a smile?
2: Uh, contrary to Rama, Rama reckons I did a second goal just before half time when I winked. <laughs> I was about to say. And then I didn't pass him the ball on the fourth goal. He reckons he was wide open, and I just burnt him. But uh, I reckon probably about 15 minutes into the last quarter, um, we were looking at each other, we were 50-odd points up, so probably a bit hard for the, the, the Ds to come back from there. And, um, yeah, we, we sort of were able to soak it up, um, you know, we, after the year before what happened. Uh, we certainly, uh, we owed our supporters and our members and our sponsors everything. People all associated with the club, the staff. Uh, we owed them one, so there was a there
1: was a little bit of payback there. Was there a sense before the game of sort of being physical? For for me, I'm remembering watching that game. You 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 outmuscled them very like from the start. Was there a sort of that in the build-up?
2: Uh, well, when you've got uh, pit bulls like. Uh, <coughs> <laughs> Johnson, Johnson,
0: yeah.
2: Wallace, uh, Wellie, Fletch, Hardwick, who was just an animal. Um, you know, it was not going to be easy a day on the on the, the Melbourne forwards. Um, but we also backed deep through the mid and, you know, we are pretty pretty spirited up forward as well. So our team was based, yeah, sure, there was some aggression parts to it and a lot of it, but, but also around, um, you know, helping each other out. You know, mostly... You know, if you couldn't get to your man, someone would file in to help and, and you would cut and replace and, and away you go. So there was that trust as well. Um, and I think that's you, – you see a lot of the modern-day teams and the most successful ones, that they have that trust. And that's familiarity as well, the guys are a group that plays together for a long period of time, you know, three, four, five years. There's a core group. You, you, you build that uh, year on year. So that's that's not easy for the opposition to crack open.
0: Now, can you just clarify just this thing? I think I heard it from Matthew Lloyd on a podcast uh, earlier this year um, that uh, you guys didn't sing the song after a game throughout that season.
2: Uh, I think it was at some stage early in the year. uh, We had Kevin Bartlett come and talk to us, the great Kevin Bartlett. And... He basically said, you, "I don't know why you guys are singing your song." We've been rolling on with a few wins, and he said, you, you, "You've done nothing. You've done, you've gone nowhere, and you've done nothing with your careers in relation to, to the collective." And he said, "Mate, I wouldn't be celebrating anything. The only time that you guys should be celebrating is when that last day in September when you run out and, and win a grand final. That's probably when you should, guys should be singing." So, as a team and the leadership group, um, we decided that that was it. Uh, that's something that we would, you know, maybe it was a one percenter, but it was something that steeled us. Um, and from that point on, you know, it was 18, 20 rounds that we we didn't sing it. So until uh, we did right at the end.
1: With a bit of gusto. Now I'm a North man, and you, you had a lot of great battles over that time with North. And and just before you said you sort of had to play everywhere. I think you lined up on on the duck a few times. What was what was that like?
2: <laughs> that wasn't my finest hour. <laughs> listen, we have to change things up. Money, you can go to uh, you can Kerry. I said, you're effing kidding, are <laughs> he, no. he said, well, you know, if you don't want to do it, we'll, we'll put someone else in. So he, uh, I played on him and he kicked five on me in the first half, <laughs> including a left foot, corkscrew, goal of the year from the pocket. So he said, no, that'll do you, champ. You can do that. And then he went on to kick five on flat. So I didn't feel so bad after that. <laughs> <laughs> but he was, was certainly. I think that was the day that Lordy kicked ten, and he kicked ten. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a it was a it was a really good tussle with North. We had some great uh, stoushes with them. They were probably you know as much as we hated Carlton. Um, we we had some really good ding dong battles with North. And you know, kudos and respect to them. There's a lot of guys we bump into. Around the place now as, as older gents and the great memories and you get to talk to them and um, you know you, you, you laugh and you carry on and they were just like us. But we certainly enjoyed the, the rivalry with the North boys, that's for sure. Oh,
0: fantastic. We're talking to Paul Barnard, the 2000 uh, Premiership player with the Bombers, um, which was amazing. But uh, tell us, you also played state of origin footy um, in 98. Can you tell us about that that experience?
2: Yep. Um, that was the last of the state of origins for Western Australia. Um, I, I was selected to play over there. Uh, my brother actually played in the state games, uh, the Waffle versus Stanford, prior to that. So for the family, it was a it was a terrific weekend away. Um, yeah, it was good to good to. I played a lot of you know junior representative being from Western Australia. I'd been playing with a lot of the guys like Mitchell White, Daddy Sullen and Glenn Jakovic against, for and against. So, um, yeah, it was sort of good to get to, back to those guys and, and have a beer and talk about the similarities and, and where we'd gone in our journey and, and our careers. But, yeah, it was just, was the last uh, state of origin, the, the, the true state of origin that the series you know, with the allies and Tassie and all that, so it was a, I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a great weekend and um, something I'll cherish. And you know, I've got the jumper framed up in the, in the uh, on the wall there, and, and it's certainly great memories for me. And uh, Rob Wiley was the coach at that stage. And you know, you, you you look around and you've got the elite of the elite. So I, I wondered what I was doing there. That's for sure. <laughs>
0: no, you fit fitted in quite well. I'm looking at the list at the minute. Who was the best player that uh, on that group or that war? That, who was uh, the one you're look- most looking forward to playing with?
2: Is that on the field or Yes, yeah, well, <laughs>
0: well, one of each <laughs> uh, then.
2: They're, they're pretty good. Glenn Jackovich was pretty good. He was a decent old player. And, yeah. um, you know, he had guys like uh, Mitch White and uh, Ash McIntosh uh, was playing at the time. Um, so, those, those key position post boys were, were pretty good. Um, but, yeah, there was certainly a lot of them that you, you didn't really know of when you're having a beer at the bar with them. I was certainly uh, found their gusto after the game. And certainly, I think we went down to South Australia by a few points. and um, It was a great game, really good contest um, and great memories for mine. Yeah, so
0: in that team was Scott in, so I can imagine he would have been best on in the aftermath.
2: He was leading the charge. He's at 1A, that's that place. <laughs>
1: <laughs> no doubt what are you up to uh, what are you up to now and how are you enjoying footy uh,
2: yeah I've been retired uh, 20 years now um, <laughs> when they had I was off the tongue lost <laughs> 50 this year earlier this year so that is that a reality check for us but uh, yeah coaching up at Tatura actually I've, I've uh. gone into into the country to, to coach and Back to my sort of country roots, um, and I'm thoroughly enjoy coaching the Tatura Bulldogs in the GVL, um, and, and getting up there, you know, twice, two, three times a week, and embracing the, the country uh, environment. And we got some super kids that are learning, and some older blokes that have been there a while that looking, look for a change. So for me, it's it's a really good change. Um, i have got my own business in the construction business industry, and uh, playing a bit of golf, not too good, nice. but a bit of golf and kids, and yeah, mate, just just living the dream at the moment.
0: Oh, very Sounds good. Very good. And what about the Bombers this year, mate? They've made a pretty good start to the season.
2: Yeah, oh, we're going to find out. We're going to get an audit over the next four weeks, aren't we? Yes. We're, uh, oh, we're
0: going to hope the Melbourne beat you this time.
2: Yeah, well, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, uh, I. Look, they're a team that's, you know, if you, you look at Brad Scott coming in and, and over- overlaying his his game plan, it was always going to take probably, you know, six to 12 games with a preseason before that. Um, I think he's done really well with the list um, in relation to, you know, options. I think at our best, we can really, you know, put a, put the wind up a few top teams um, I think we're still an emerging team, and, and one that uh, you know you're going to look look fondly on. You've got young leaders like Meredith and McGrath that are out there. And you look at Redmond, and um, who they brought in as well. Um, I think that you know you, you, you just hope for over the next you know year or two. I think this is you know they're playing the long game here. Um, and when you turn over a list like we have, and you know, the coaching staff. It does take time, uh, but from my perspective, I couldn't be prouder of them and always enjoy watching the Bombers as frustrating as we all get. Um, I think there's only blue sky ahead, and I think the Bomber faithful should uh, enjoy the ride over the next, you know, three to five years.
0: I think so. I think you, you, you finally settled down. Was it frustrating over the summer with all the mess that was happening with the club and, you know, who was in charge and, you know, all the change in the coaches and all that? Was it a bit frustrating as a past player?
2: No, nah, not really. I mean, when you're involved with footy clubs, there's always something going on, isn't there? Um, I think, I think you know, change for the change is good. You Embrace change. I think um, the, the guys that are set the leaders that have come in now to the club are certainly going to. You look at um, the president and Vozo, the CEO, and Brad, and I think these guys will take us in a direction that's you know going to be a little bit different to what we normally. Used to over the last you know, 10 15 years, and hopefully, for those long suffering bomber supporters, we can get back to the, the top where uh, we had been. And, and especially when you went into the club as a young bloke, you, you know, that was demanded of you the success and heritage and tradition of the club and where they'd been. But I think there's a lot of pressure on this group. I think that some of it's unwarranted. I think, um, you know, a lot of these young guys like Martin and co they won't they won't care really too much what's going on they're just out there to play footy and you know you can see them developing and uh you look at the young Durham on a wing he's just absolutely flying at the moment I'm enjoying watching him um you know and, and down for them it's 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 going to be a bit of a bumpy ride but I think the beauty about sport and particularly AFL particularly in Victoria is you you ride the highs and lows and, It gives you something to look forward to towards the end of the week. And and I think for our group, um, the current day players, I couldn't be prouder of them. I wish them all the best. I'm I'm sure there'll be some success in the not-too-distant future. Uh,
0: Nice words. As long as it's not against Melbourne. Uh, But, uh, (laughs) (laughs) we might leave it there, mate. But uh, thank you so much for giving us some of your time, mate. It's great to reminisce. Uh, Well, I mean, not particularly the grand final, but uh, your career. Boys, have a great one. Thanks, Paul. Good on you, mate. Paul Barnard, uh, the SNM <laughs> Premiership player in 2000.